Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It's the sound you've waited months to hear. It's caused some of your greatest triumphs. The Pirates were the better team today, and they win it 27-22. And your biggest heartbreak. Chris Johnson bounces off a one. He's still up. Johnson to the outside has a chance. Foot race. Goodbye. It's the option at Georgia Tech. It's Howard's Rock. The smoke in Miami. And every Saturday, you tap that sign. College football is here. Oh, okay. I see what you did there. I decided I wanted to get I a little see what you did. in there. You need to watch the woo, man. I know. You, you, told, you literally texted me that two I days. I texted you that the other day. After I put that in the beat, by the way, yeah. you texted me. It's weird. I know me, oh, and, wow. me and Fiddy have been in this way, same wavelength. You and I are not too crazy with the hip-hop stuff, but the fact that you brought up the woo right then and there, yeah, a little weird. Yeah, man. I said you have to watch the show on Hulu, man. It's fantastic. Okay. I'm ready to see. All right, so we are back. This is the Weston Walker Show Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Hit up the text line 704-570-9610. We are talking East Carolina. It is team week. We are putting a bow on the Pirates. Yar! Okay, so let's go. East Carolina, rapid fire. We've gone over the offense this week. Defense, we've had guests on. And now it is time to finish it all up with some predictions and some rapid fire. So let's go starting off with the most important conference game. For me, gotcha. I didn't yeah. know you were going to toss it to. I didn't know if you were going to answer that or not. Sorry about that. I, I'll, I'll, I'll go right after you if you want me to start it out. I can start it out as well. Not a problem whatsoever. I will go ahead uh, and start it off here. I know it's kind of easy to just go with the team that you expect to be number one or that is ranked number one in the preseason rankings. But, Wes, I do think that Tulane at home is the one that I'm going to roll with. Because ECU, to me, is a school with Mike Houston as a coach that has shown that they can beat some of these big-time opponents. And so, yes, in a reload year, not going to expect them to win in Ann Arbor against Michigan, which I know it's conference, but just kind of setting up the stage. Don't think they're going to win against Michigan. I don't think they're going to beat App State on the road. So what are some other big conference games, big conference or big opponents, I should say, that they're going to beat or have a chance to? I'll go with Tulane. You have three games after that, so maybe you could even give yourself some cushion to try to become bowl eligible with some possible upset at home. Yeah, that's a big one with, it, with, with the way the schedule lines up. In that environment, too. So then you're on the road two games after that home matchup against Tulane. In fact, that will be the only home game that you have within a month's worth of time. Can you pull off the upset? Can you beat the Green Wave on your only home uh, game that you have? That's the one I'm going to roll with with the most important conference content. All right, so I'm going to go with the SMU game that they have, the first one out of the (laughs) gate, okay, because you start the season out non-conference galore. You've got Michigan. You've got Marshall. You've got App State. But I'm going to go with your first conference home game. You've got SMU coming in there, and this is one of the teams that's picked to finish in the top three of the league. They are a potent offense. And yes, this may be a struggle for you, but by then Mason Garcia or whomever the quarterback is at that point, but you would hope that it's him. 
should have enough seasoning under the belt. They could be sitting with a nice record at that point or a 500 record. So then you get SMU in it. So you talk about that. They've got Charlotte coming up after that. We don't know quite what we'll get from them yet. But if you're able to get an SMU win coming off a Rice battle that I think they should be able to win as well, you get Charlotte, which could be a win for them as well. So it could set them up nicely in a way that you talked about for a bowl appearance. So I'm going to go with SMU right off the rip. First conference home game. That's the one for me. So moving on, their biggest X factor, and it could be offensively or defensively, but who's that person for you for the Pirates to lead the gang on the ship? All right, we can talk about it a little bit more too at 2 o'clock when we give you the final predictions on the season and stuff. You might clown me a little bit for taking the easy way out again. I'm going to go with Garcia. I'm going to go with their quarterback. Surprise, now, usually, Well, I usually don't like going X-Factor <laughs> with the QB. I usually don't. But the thing here is that he's such a wild card. They're so we, Here we are discussing wide range of outcomes for some of these players that come in. Man, he's a big wild card here. Yeah. Like It's not like Drake May is the X-Factor for North Carolina. Okay, like It's going to be their defense. We can go to one of their – maybe a Power Eccles. Can he lead the way? Whatever, right? Like it's, We don't have to do that for some of these other schools that have a top-notch QB. But with East Carolina, when you're replacing someone as productive as a Holton Aylers, where here you are with Mike Houston trying to get a new signal caller in place where he could lead the way, then yeah, I think if Garcia can just hold his own, then maybe ECU can do the same thing within their conference and become bowl eligible. But because the wide range of... um, production that I think he offers, I am going to go with the QB, even if that is the easy answer. Okay, well, I'm going to flip it over and go to the defensive side of the ball. This is a unit that was stout against the run, but that was skewed because the pass defense was not where it needed to be. And so, um, you know, in that case, I'm going to go with Taylor Jackson slated to start at middle linebacker because he is the quarterback of the defense. And so this is a crew that's going to need to perhaps uh, be on their A game early. I know they only have six returning starters, but this is a guy that's a junior and he's going to need to have that front seven ready to go, keep defenses behind the chain so that the defensive uh, front seven can have a chance to get after the quarterback and help out a secondary that's replacing a ton of guys. They lost their best player through the transfer portal. And so this uh, this defense with the quarterbacks they're going to have to face in the American Conference, they're going to need to be on point. So I'm going to go with the linebacker of the defense, Taylor Jackson. All right, what's up next? All right, so now the best coach in East Carolina history, we've had Steve Logan on, and we've talked about Ruffin McNeil, but who is your pick for that? I think I'm going to go with Ruffin McNeil, and I know Steve Logan is someone that you considered there too, but if you look at what Ruffin McNeil was able to do, one, I'll say when he was fired, both of these guys exited Greenville in the same fashion by a firing. The fan base was furious. They didn't like it. Like, you you know when somebody is fired, usually the fan base will be receptive to that because they want to win right now. You know how fans are, short yes. for fanaticism, and they want to win immediately. The easy scapegoat is usually the coach. But when Ruffin McNeil was fired, that didn't happen. That was not the case at all. And by the way, there were one game in 2015 of being bowl eligible 
they were only one game away from that, and that was enough to do them in. And that was just one year after an 8-5 and five season going to the Birmingham Bowl. That was three straight bowl appearances. The one year that he did not go to a bowl game as the head coach of East Carolina after, you know, or I should say before 2015, it was 2011 when they went 5-7. and seven. You've got big-time upsets during that run. I'm going with Ruffin McNeil, even if it's a shorter tenure compared to Coach Logan. I do think Ruffin made the most out of his time there. Yeah, he was an excellent coach for them. There's no doubt about it. But I'm going to go with my man, Steve Logan, that recruited me back in the day. But he went to the most bowl games out of any of the coaches that we mentioned. He went to five of those boys. And I felt like that he was really a guy that carried that East Carolina flag like he was a true pirate. I just remember under his tenure, uh, he was a guy that was definitely out there and, and, and bucking against the trend. And as he said, he was engaging in guerrilla warfare. He was out there banging the drum for East Carolina. And, and he really went hard for them. And so, as I said, led them to the most bowl games. Even though he didn't have the most success in those bowl games, he was two for three. But I'm still going to go with Steve Logan as East Carolina's best coach. So that is part one of our Team Week East Carolina segment for today with some rapid-fire questions. We're going to get back to them later. Walk the plank, and maybe we'll see if we put Walk on the plank, and if he answers right or wrong, then he might just have to go into the drink. What do you think? That sounds good to me. That sounds great. <laughs> Perfect for me. All right. Well, when we come back, it is time to trend. And, folks, I got some juicy topics. The tea is hot on the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. It's time for you to walk the black.